Hello, what's good? What's happening, everybody? We are back. The Hampton on Hockey podcast has returned. Season two, as we're going to call it. So if you're new, my name is Oliver Hampson. This is my ice hockey podcast. Now, it's been a long time since we did this, May 2020 to be precise. That was the last episode, so that is over a year of silence. Now, if you follow the Twitter account for the podcast, you'll know I initially announced this podcast was cancelled. I did sort of say I may return to do a hockey podcast again one day, but for full transparency, this for this podcast, I didn't expect to return to it. I basically... When I said cancelled, I meant cancelled. Obviously, I didn't because I never deleted the Twitter account. I never deleted the episodes and it still exists to this day. So when I decided to, you know, throw myself back into podcasting and go back into hockey podcasting as well, I thought I may as well just reboot this one and go for what I'm going to dub as season two of the show. So obviously it has been a little while. So I'll talk a little bit about what to expect from this new version of the podcast in a little bit. But what I want to get into firstly is why did I stop? Now, I think this is important for me to address just because there are, there are personal elements, so it might be a bit weird for you to listen to. I think for me personally, it's good for me to discuss it because it also means that you guys can see where I'm coming from, from cancelling to returning, and know that this isn't just going to be, I do three episodes and go, actually, no, I should have just left this one. So in May 2020, obviously the entire UK and the majority of the world, I think, I, I, it's a long time ago, I don't know, but a lot of us were living in lockdown. We had been for a couple of months by that point. Um, I was starting to realize that my thought process when I first got sent home from work to work from home was wrong. I kind of expected that when I got sent home from work, I'll be back in the office in six weeks. I thought we'll get it all under wraps for many reasons. That didn't happen. We can get political if we want, but I'm not going to on this podcast. I have my own thoughts. I'll keep them there. Um, so yeah, none of us were really leaving the house. We were all stuck inside and looking for things to do to entertain us. Disney Plus had just come out. So I was watching a lot of Disney films. I was watching a lot of Netflix, but I wanted to do something a bit more productive with the time that I had where I was inside and I couldn't go out. So that's why initially I had planned to really throw myself into this podcast. I was planning to do a whole bunch of episodes, interviews and have this going throughout lockdown, whenever that would end. And then fully expecting hockey to return for a full season, I could just keep it going then. Now, like I said, the reason why I cancelled it does have personal elements to it. So we'll just start there. Working from home for me, honestly, it wasn't too bad. I still didn't necessarily enjoy it, which is weird because I was working from home in my old job. I'll explain a bit more in a bit. Uh, Whereas now I'm still sort of working from home in media stuff. And I actually really enjoy doing it. But I also think that I would enjoy doing that in an office as well. Um, Based on the job I was doing, I think the fact that I would wake up and work in my bedroom, it, I couldn't enjoy that. Even though... I won't lie. I mean, I'm, I'm never going back to that job, so it's fine. I would wake up... My, my day starts at 9. I'd wake up at 8.55. I'd log in. I'd go have breakfast. I'd go do anything. I'd watch some TV for a bit. Then I'd start work. It doesn't sound too bad, but the fact that I was doing a job that I didn't want to do, I didn't enjoy it. So if I'm honest, the year that I had prior to COVID, it really took its toll on me. Now, if you know me personally, you might know a little bit about this, but running up to the year, running up to that, the year that I, I was I was back on my medication, which I absolutely did not want to be on. I was having constant trouble in my job. 
Uh, I was also in a failing relationship. That came to an end during lockdown. And to be honest, best thing to happen to me. So that sounds sort of like two negatives and a positive. But to be honest, the year I'd had really took it out on me. To really explain it, the medication thing is obvious. That's mental health. I'm off them again now, so that's great. Work, I was constantly having issues with my managers and also just job satisfaction. Whilst I was trying to break into media, I felt the working customer service type roles was really holding me back. So I was depressed about that and I felt I'd never get out of that job. And that was what I was destined to do forever. And the idea of that just absolutely killed me and ate away at me. Add to that the fact that I had with the managers there, it just broke me down. And then obviously a failing relationship that wore me right up until the separation, which is actually where everything since has just been uphill for me. It's just been from that moment, my life has just improved dramatically. And I'll explain a little bit more in, in, in a little bit. So with all that weighing on my mind, I realized that I sort of was using hockey as a fix rather than letting it be a passion. So there was a lot of pressure on hockey to be my distraction from my problems and I kind of expected it to fix everything for me. It was when I was commentating, it was my couple of hours on a weekend that I could just throw myself and not think of anything else, just enjoy the game of hockey. But that then became a case of, I need to enjoy this. This this better be fun. I better enjoy this because it's the only thing I have. As that sounds so weird to say now. But honestly, that is where my mind was at. And that sort of crept into the podcast as well. So what that meant was that despite my intentions to use the podcast to continue to push to break out of my old job and go full-time into media, I was putting way too much pressure on the, each episode and even each game I commentated on with Ice Time TV and each article I wrote for the Champions Hockey League and Chasing the Puck to the point that I actually stopped enjoying it. I started feeling like it was my safety net, which is completely unhealthy. So when it came to the podcast, I stopped enjoying making it. I wasn't having fun and I was worried that that would come across in the episodes, which would mean you would stop enjoying listening to them. So I just thought it was best just to completely stop it. Now add to the fact that with the way that I was mentally at the time, just completely burnt out and exhausted, I needed to realize I needed to prioritize myself. So if any of you follow me on Twitter, my personal Twitter, by the way, is Oliver J. Hampson. Chuck me a follow. You'll know I've been doing something fairly big over the last nine, ten months. So I quit that job that I hated and I went back to university to study for my master's degree in sports broadcasting. So as soon as I knew that I had that coming up, I wanted to make sure that when I went back to uni, I went back with the right mindset. Now, I mess around a lot in my undergrad. I didn't take it seriously. So that, to me, it just wasn't going to happen this time around for the Masters. So from May onwards, I just wanted to focus on me and getting myself not just mentally healthy, but also physically. So the last few weeks of that job, I was a lot happier with the knowledge that I was leaving in September. I completely changed my diet. I changed my exercise routine and I found myself a healthy and stable relationship that is still going to this day. So despite the fact that around the time that I released the last episode, things were starting to get better for me, I had no desire to start the podcast back up because I really wanted those four months to just be a complete step back from everything I was doing. So I wanted to go into my master's and just absolutely nail it. Now in May 2020, the way that my mind worked 
I would never allow myself to be this confident. But now I'm a lot healthier mentally and physically, I'm able to be a lot more confident. So I can say that after the teaching part of my master's is done, I've still got a few more handings to go before I graduate, but after the teaching part of my master's is done, I can confidently say I have nailed that master's. Now, I'm a lot more confident in my abilities as a broadcaster, a writer, director, and a podcaster to be able to know that I'm going to be able to publish content that not only do I think is good, is stuff that I'm proud of and I'm going to enjoy making. So that brings us on to the why the podcast is back. So I'm ready to go again. I want to talk hockey because touch wood, it looks like it's going to be back with limited interruption. Hopefully none, but limited. And also, I know I can make a better product than my first attempt. I listened back to a few of my old episodes as I was planning this one. And I can honestly say that what I said was good in most of them. At least I think it is. How I said it wasn't. How it sounded wasn't either. And I know that a lot of that comes... The early episodes sound quality I, I was quite embarrassed of. But that was... I was recording on my phone. I wasn't even editing them sometimes. Whereas now I have an actual setup. I'm sort of trying to do a makeshift soundproofing right now. I have two pillows either side of my microphone that I'm using. I have actual software to edit. I'm putting a lot more into the production of this. So I just think that it's going to be better this time around. Now, also, in terms of why it's back, right now I'm on a 10-day quarantine. Not because I've got COVID, don't worry. I've just returned from Bulgaria where I've spent time with my girlfriend and helping her film her documentary for her, for her masters. Um, so now I have 10 days isolation. So I need something to do. So that's why the podcast is back right now. Also following this, I have one day of freedom before I return to isolation uh, where I'm going to be living in a COVID bubble for around five to six weeks. Similar, I guess, to the NHL bubble for the playoffs last year, where I'll be working media on a sports event all summer. So again, in my downtime, I'll need things to do. But it's not just in it's not just trying to find something to do to fill the time whilst I'm isolating. I genuinely think that I'm going to be able to continue this on into the new season, like I said, hopefully with limited interruption. I also feel better in terms of my ability to create a good product that I'll enjoy making, so hopefully you'll enjoy listening to. And like I said, it's not just during this isolation, but going into the new season. So right now, I'm feeling ready to go for my time in isolation, but also for the new season. So that brings us on to what to expect from this podcast now. Now, in, ter- in season one, it was pretty much only Cardiff Devils coverage with a sprinkling of other EIHL news and the occasional interview. Now, this time it is going to be different. So if you're new to the podcast, firstly, welcome. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you stick around. If you did listen to it before my gap year, then it is going to be different for you. I'm still going to talk devil stuff, but this is going to be a UK hockey podcast. So I'm also going to touch on other topics, but it is mostly going to be UK based just because that's where I'm based and it's where I'm going to be able to speak a lot more confidently on. But I am going to try and touch on other topics where appropriate, like the NHL, uh, like the World Championship, CHL and all that. And I'm also going to try and have a few guests on regularly for you as well. I've got one guest lined up already. They're not in this episode. They should be on very soon. I'm working on getting more as well. So hopefully 
that will be of interest to you and we can return this podcast with similar if not better listener numbers as before so that's i think i've covered everything there in terms of why it stopped why it's back what to expect um if you have any questions about it feel free to drop me a message um obviously like i I just want to make it clear that this isn't just a case of i feel as though i can make three good episodes and then if i'm if the (laughs) then i'm gonna drop it again no i genuinely think that during this 10 day isolation now i'll probably get two or three episodes fully recorded maybe not release them straight away um and then when I'm in the, the COVID bubble, I'll be able to do a few more. And then throughout the season as well, I'll, I'll continue to do more. Now, I, I it's still early days in terms of season two, so I, I, I don't really have a game plan just yet. I don't know. It's Tuesday now. It's about 8.30 at night. So I don't really have a idea of when the next episode is going to go out. This one's going to go out tomorrow, so it's going to be Wednesday the 7th of July that this one goes out. The next one, maybe I'll make it a Wednesday thing. I don't know yet. I still need to figure out all the finer details. All of that is going to become a lot clearer once I figure out which guests I'm going to be able to get on, when they're going to be able to join me, and also topics as well, because that is the the trouble. And that's what I've got to give a lot of people who do podcasts, UK hockey podcasts, credit for, because some of them have continued throughout coronavirus. I... Even if I hadn't cancelled the last one, I probably would have dropped it to one a month because there was just nothing to talk about. Yeah, okay, we had the Elite Series, we had the World Championships recently, but from the Challenge Cup final last March until the Elite Series being announced, there wasn't anything to talk about. So credit to people who've been able to continue writing, continue podcasting, video making, whatever they do. Um, big, thing, big thing actually I want to point out is Full credit to the graphic designers. Some of the graphic design work I've seen around UK hockey in the last year has been phenomenal. So credit there. So I, I think it's right now, I suppose this is where I'm going. Right now, we are probably going to see an influx of creativity because it's July. Hockey should be back next month. All things considered, if no touch wood, everything goes well. Hockey should be back next month. That Whether or not that's preseason, uh, Devils in the Champions Hockey League, things should be back next month. So I think that we're going to see a lot more resurgence of podcasts. We're going to see a lot more resurgence of just creativity through writing, through graphic design work. So right now is an exciting time to be, I don't want to say content creator, but, you know, like whatever the word is, whatever you would class me as you know commentator podcaster writer whatever i know it makes me sound very pretentious just listing off three jobs that i do within uk hockey but you know whatever you class what i do and people who make podcasts write articles you're going to see an influx of them now so yeah that's what i want to discuss in this episode i want to discuss uk hockey media not like things like sky sports and the daily mail because i've seen them doing a lot of content with uk hockey I want to discuss the fan blogs. That is what we're going to discuss in episode one of season two. (music) 
So as some of you might be aware, I've been writing about hockey for a couple of years now. Uh, I've been writing for the Cardiff Devils website and their program at times. I've written for the Elite League before. But the main two I do right now is I write for the Champions Hockey League and I also write for Chasing the Puck. Now, the CHL work, I'm not going to talk about that because I class that as different. I want to talk about things like Chasing the Puck and other fan-run blogs and podcasts that are out there or just blogs that are run by one individual as well. Now, any criticism that I give it's not meant to be dumping on any blog or individual at all. I have a lot of positive thoughts about the UK bloggers and podcasters. What I sort of want to touch on is what I'll call feedback, I guess. Now, because this might make me sound a bit weird, I sort of have to clarify this. I don't really class myself as a fan of a particular team. Now, obviously, I sway more towards Cardiff because that's where I'm from. That's who I commentate on. And I want them to do well Mostly because when I commentate on them, it makes it easier if they're doing well. It makes it a lot more fun. But when it comes to sport for me, this is not just hockey, this is football as well. I tend to class myself as more of a fan of the sport before a fan of any club apart from international. At least I think that's the case anyway. But what's crucial there is that I'm a fan. I may not be a diehard fan of a club, but I'm a fan of the sport. And if you're listening to this, I'm going to assume that you're a fan. And I'm going to assume that you're a fan of the sport. You might be a fan of Cardiff, Belfast, Sheffield, Fife, Telford, Swindon, or any UK hockey club, or just any hockey team across the, the entire globe. But you're a fan. Now, in UK hockey, we do have content make the mainstream news. I've seen the Daily Mail cover Team GB recently. News has made it onto the ticker on Sky Sports News as well, such as Casey Trail, uh, when she was drafted into the NWHL as the first British woman ever. That made Sky Sports News on their ticker. So it's not like UK hockey is invisible to quote-unquote mainstream media. But a lot of what fans rely on for their content is people like me doing a podcast or fan-run blogs or just one person who runs their own blog. Basically, fans rely on people creating content for the fan for free. So that's something I want to discuss. Now, if you're getting paid to write for a fan blog, firstly, fair play. But usually, it, as far as I'm aware, it is free content produced for free. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm going to try and get sponsors on this show. This is a capitalist world, after all. I need to pay rent. But right now, I'm doing this because I want to, and I'm not making any money off of it. It's the same, as far as I'm aware, for all the fan blogs. At least I'm not aware of anyone making money off of it. So it's sort of weird to have this discussion because it almost feels rude. Because any criticism or negative comments that I might make, it sort of makes me sound ungrateful because people give up their time to write articles for the fans for free. I do it. But now that I'm getting back into the swing of creating content, both audio and written form, I want to address where I think things need or probably the best word to use is could improve. Now, I'm going to talk a lot about my own stuff here because I feel as though that I can criticize myself. I don't want to... I have thoughts on other things that I've seen, but I don't want to... It's not my place to say it, if that makes sense. So at least I can own up to where I think that I can improve and then talk about other things in more of a general sense. Now, I've noticed in most of my recent articles, even in the run-up to the cancellation of the 2019-20 season... A lot of my articles, you could find similar things on the EIHL site, the Devil site, or just any other fan blog. There wasn't anything unique about what I was doing, and I, I find that to be similar throughout 
a lot of the blogs really now right now i'm just going to talk about the blogs i'll touch on podcasts in a bit but in terms of fan blogs i just feel as though any article i write and any article that any of the bloggers write what we need to be thinking of is why should someone click on this right now we're still in the off season so we're just having signings to discuss so naturally most of the fan blogs that are out there will post when there's a signing but why now i'm as guilty as anybody for this especially recently but why should you as a fan listening to this podcast now when i post an article about because with chase the puck i write about devil signing so when i post about devil signing why should you click that link when you can get the exact same information that i've posted just by going to the cardiff devils website some of my signing announcements uh well some of my signing announcement articles lately when you read them back it's basically rewording the press release to the fan to the fan and the reader what value is there in that article sure those articles will do numbers for me depending on the signing a devil signing piece i write depending on if it's a brit or an import will usually do i'd say between 400 and 800 views on average so looks good for me i get i get the views and that makes me feel better because at the end they i'm sure that it's not just me but when it comes to publishing articles publishing a podcast i get obsessed with the number so i think season one of this podcast i think i was pulling in about 90 listens on average some would be higher some would be lower so if say for example like this one for example i i'd be happy if in the first week i get 50 listens if i get 50 listens on this that means episode two i want 60 i always want to do more but just because i want more what i to get more surely i should be giving the reader and the listener some value now my brendan mickelson signing piece i look back on that and i honestly think it's bad it's basically saying here's who signed here's what devil's coach jared scaldi had to say isn't that exactly the same as what the devil's posted i've just worded it in my own way now this is where it is tricky this early into signing season i know it's july so usually it's a little bit more i don't want to say advanced but you know what i mean it's a lot more difficult when it's early to add that extra value to the piece so right now i think that people can be forgiven but going forward once more signings are announced blogs should be able to add more to their pieces such as you know add something like why is that a good signing how does that player fit into the team where do you envision them playing in the lineup what connections do they have to the team from previous seasons all that can add just a little bit more than x is signed for y thank you for the views but again it it feels weird saying this because i feel as though i'm asking for more from people who already give a lot in terms of doing this in their spare time for no money and just because they want to do it maybe it's just me but from here on out i want my articles to be the ones that i'm proud of every single time because there is something unique about them don't get me wrong the fan run blogs or the blogs run by one person aren't suddenly going to have the same sort of content quality as the athletic i don't know if you, any of you read that but the stuff that they've posted not just about hockey but all sport there's a reason why it's behind a paywall because they have insane writers but there are some really really talented write, writers out there covering uk hockey but unless this is your full-time job which for most of us i'd say in fact i'd say for all of us it's not so we do this when we have time and you don't always have time now another thing uh with signings in particular when it comes to them you need to get the content out quickly 
So adding that extra value isn't always easy or possible. Now, not every team sends out a press release and not every team that does will send them out to the blogs. I've been in positions before where I know a team's announcing a signing, but I can't start my article until they post who it is because I've had no prior knowledge. From there, you need to get the article out and you need to do it quick. The longer your website doesn't have the article, the less point there is in publishing it. Now, if I publish an article at the same time as the team announces it, because I've had prior knowledge through a press release, that will do considerably better views and interaction-wise than if I post it 30 minutes after the fact. So the quicker the article is out there, the better it is for the blog. And let's not lie, growing the brand of the blog or the blogger is, let's be fair, it's priority number one for us. If five bloggers cover the same signing announcement, I want mine to be the one you see quickest, so mine's the one you click. So when you have no warning of the signing, then how do you add value to your piece while also ensuring your piece is out in a timely manner? Either you have an insane talent to be able to cover the news and add opinion on a player that, let's face it, you've only just heard of and seen their stats on elite prospects most of the time, or you have to sacrifice the opinion. Now, when it comes to signings, later in the offseason, adding value gets easier because you know what most of the roster looks like. So there could be a player that you've just... They, they've just announced that you have, say, 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes to get your article out and you want to add something to it. You you can quickly go on Elite Prospects and you can see, oh, they, it, you, they used to play with that player who's now on the same... They're now back together on the same team. They, oh, they, were, they used to be coached by this coach in a different club. You see all that. You see it all start to develop. And if you... No, it, there are some people, I know that some of the people for Chasing Park, they watch a lot of hockey from other leagues, so they may know players. So you can sort of piece it all together the later it goes in the season because there, you can draw on your own knowledge and the knowledge of what the team looks like to add that value. So right now it is a little bit more difficult. Now also what you can do is what I've been doing now, which is... I'll start digging on rumors that I see. And to be fair, there are the rumor accounts on Twitter. I don't know which ones I technically... I don't want to say trust, but you get what I mean. I don't know which ones I, I particularly turn to. I'll hear rumors from people. I hear rumors on Twitter, in group chats, whatever. If I think that there may be something to it, I will start an article based on it. Now, I'll admit... And I won't elaborate on this because I don't want to give anything away just in case it doesn't come through. But I've got a draft ready to go based solely on a rumor. I've done this for the past few off seasons. And if I'm honest, I think I may have been able to publish two of them. The rest of them, the rumor wasn't true. But the one I've got ready to go means that if it, if it comes true, then when the team publish it, within minutes of it, I will have a article that is not a signing announcement. It is a complete opinion piece on the signing, which is great. That's what would be ideal if, if all the blogs had prior knowledge, if they all had the press releases in the morning and there was a signing announcement at you know 6 p.m., you have the entire day to, you know, it'll be embargoed, so you can't say anything about it anyway, but you have the entire day to basically write your article and have something that isn't just a press release. Now, with this one I've got, if the rumor doesn't come true, I've wasted my time. So I guess what I'm getting at is blogs and bloggers can do more with their announcements, but I think what needs to happen is there needs to be bigger relationships 
between the club and blogs because that will help the blog push the content out quicker and also do it in a better way, which in turn can help grow the league's online presence. Now the league, and I'm just talking EIHL here, the league has done a great job in the last few years growing its online presence. Each team's social media, for the most part, has gotten better. Not all, but most have. So they don't really need us bloggers, but I would say that unless you have someone like BBC and Sky Sports, for example, posting about you on the regular, getting some online exposure from people who just want to write about the sport and the teams they love might not be a bad thing. So everything I've touched on right now is basically off-season signing stuff. So that that is a little bit more difficult, and I think that people need to figure out how they go about their signing announcements because some will just basically reword the press release like I have, but I think there would be a lot more value to the fans and a lot more appreciation from the fans as well if it was, here's the signing, here's why it's good. Now, when it comes to during the season, the quality of content really does step up, and I think... I think that's because once you've seen the players in action, you can really create content that is worth reading because it is going to be a lot more factual opinion based on facts, opinion based on what you've seen on the ice, not what you've read on Elite Prospects. And I'm expecting a lot of that this year from Chasing the Puck and all the other outlets. Like I said earlier, there are some incredibly gifted writers out there. And I think that this season will be great for written content because everyone has just missed hockey. So I think the people in the first few weeks of the season will just be so excited that it's back that they'll be finding any time they can to talk about it and write about it. So I expect once a puck drops, there's going to be some brilliant content coming out. What needs to happen is that, that needs to carry throughout the season so that by the end of, by the time the season ends, we can all look at the blogs and go, fair play, you all smashed it this season. Let's get ready for the World Championships and let's continue that going. And then next season, when it comes to signing announcements, everyone's there'll be some re-signings coming through so you'll be able to see okay well they did this last season it's a bit of a weird time right now because we technically they did that last season in the elite series but technically they didn't because it's a weird time now i know it might sound like i'm a bit sour on blogs but trust me i'm not i'm proud of the work we've done with chasing the park over the last three years since i've been writing for them I'm proud of seeing the new writers we've had come in to Chase the Puck. I'm proud of seeing the new writers go into other blogs. I'm proud of seeing existing writers improve with Chasing the Puck and with other blogs. There are a lot of blogs that I just think that we all need to have that extra in our content that makes sure this is where you click on my link and not the other's links. When the season starts, I want to do more than just news and recaps. I want to do more opinion again. I've done that previously, and I hope that others do as well, because some of the most fun articles I've read in sport are uk hockey ones from bloggers because we're a passionate bunch now don't get me wrong i don't agree with everything that gets published on on the eihl by the fan blogs i don't even agree with everything that we publish with chasing the puck but i love that we have a community of people who want to give the fans something and it's their passion as well now i'll move on to podcasts to wrap up but obviously I'm, co- I'm coming back after a break and i'm confident that it's going to be much better this time for me because of where i am mentally compared to when I ended it but also where I'm at in terms of my media career right now so with this podcast and just with me in general I've been so lucky that someone who's been my lecturer during my master's this year or also runs their own I guess you could describe it as highly successful podcast I don't know if I don't know if any of you have listened to it but it's a socially distant sports bar Steph who uh does that I've also been learning a bit from him in terms of podcasting so I feel like right now I can create a fairly polished product because i back myself in what i'm saying but i also back myself in the pre and the post-production side of things now with podcasts in, in uk hockey 
I love that there are su- there's such a variety of them available right now. Now, if you've ever if you've never listened to A View from the Bridge, the guys from Belfast, do it. It's brilliant. If you've never listened to Hockey Across the Pond as well, do it. There are so many other podcasts as well that they talk about their own things. You'll have ones that are dedicated to a team. This one used to be basically dedicated to the Devils, but it's now going to be covering UK hockey in general. But there are there are ones covering any aspect of UK hockey. So there is that uniqueness. What When it comes to podcasts, because it's audio and you listen to it, you consume it differently. So each one has its own uniqueness to it. We may talk about the same topic from time to time, but it'll be different because of the personal element of the voice. But also with the, t- with the two podcasts I've named there, they cover c- completely different topics. So there's uniqueness as well in terms of what they discuss. One thing I love about the podcast in UK hockey is that you are seeing clear developments of them. You listen to any of the UK-based hockey podcasts, listen to their first release, then listen to their latest release, it will probably be 10 times better. You listen to my first podcast that I did on this, and you listen to this one, I personally will say that this one's 10 times better. And I haven't even finished this, I haven't even edited it. Because podcasting is scary. It's difficult to figure out, and it takes a while to figure out. If you don't know the technical side of stuff, it's daunting. And if you have any sort of nerves, delivering your content can be scary. There are some people who really, really know their stuff when it comes to hockey. And that comes across in their podcast. Some maybe need to back themselves a bit more, speak with a bit more conviction, because that, that, that comes with time. So when you first start out, same with me, when you first start out, you're sort of like, oh, I don't want to go, I don't want to go too far on one side of the fence, because what if what if I have 100 listeners and 70 agree, 30 don't, I don't want to upset those 30. I also don't want anyone to call me out in case I say something wrong, I mispronounce a name. Screw it, it doesn't matter. As long as you back what you're saying, everyone mispronounces names, you'll get things wrong from time to time. But as long as you are aware of that and you can address it in your next episode, or as long as you can say an opinion, it's like, no, that is genuinely how I feel. That's the whole point of a podcast. And one thing as well that I like is, as much as, <laughs> this is going to sound like a dick, but as much as sometimes UK hockey can be a bit, I don't want to say volatile, but there are a lot of opinionated people. There is also a lot of discussion. Now, I feel as though you will have the occasional response on Twitter that is aggressive, I would say. But for the most part, you have people who just genuinely want to have a conversation about about your opinion. Because they may disagree, but they, they're open to hearing about your opinion. And yeah, Dave, when you're doing a podcast, you're speaking your opinion. Everything I've said about UK hockey blogs right now has been my opinion. You may disagree with it. People who I write with with Chasing the Puck, they may listen to us and disagree with what I've said. But I'm sure that they won't take it. Personally, I, I, I don't think I've said anything about it anyway. But the whole point of podcasts is the opinion side of it and the conversation. And that's why that's why every podcast they don't just i could easily just share this on my own twitter account i've got more followers on my own personal twitter account than i do on the podcast one the reason why i have the podcast one is because i want that to be open for discussion so that's the whole point of a podcast you listen to me i want your opinion in return you can dm me you can reply to the tweets you can do whatever it's a conversation it may only be my voice that's heard but it is a conversation 
So yeah, I just want to say a, a quick few things on podcasts because they are difficult and I commend anyone who has one covering UK hockey because let's face it, similar to writing about the EIHL, as a fan, you can maybe make some money off it through ad revenue and sponsorship, but it's not paying your mortgage. So it, both writing, podcasting, even anyone who creates YouTube videos, I don't know if anyone does, but anyone who does, it's good that you're using your creativity to cover a sport that is undercovered in the UK. So hopefully, writers, bloggers, podcasters of the UK will all have a great year. Let's keep pumping out the content. Let's just give the fans the content they deserve and they want. Also content that helps the image of the sport grow so that maybe one day we can see UK back regularly on mainstream media websites. And who knows, maybe some of us will be the ones writing about it. But that will wrap it up for episode one of season two. It's been a much longer episode than I expected, I won't lie. I'm glad to be back. I hope you're glad to have me back. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to check the podcast a follow on Twitter. It's at Hampson Hockey. If you're feeling generous, a good review on the podcast platform you listen to, if it offers review, would be wonderful. But I will catch you all soon with episode two of season two.